Welcome back to the chat. My guest today is Sandy Wildy. Sandy recently stopped teaching music for the Jennings County Public School System. She's the wife of Kendall, who is the superintendent at Columbus Christian School. So glad to have you today, Sandy. I'm so happy to be here. Good. I've been looking forward to this. I Me say too. this all the time, but I truly do look forward to each guest. And I'm thankful today for you, Sandy. Sandy, will you tell us about your family? Oh, gladly. Um, as you said, my husband is Kendall, and we've been married 39 years this year. We have five children, Olivia and Bobby Willis, Araya Spencer Heaton, Hunter Wildey, Shane and Heather Howard, Monica and Nathan Peel. We have 11 blessed grandchildren. <laughs> 11. Yes. Good deal. And all our parents are living, so we are very, very blessed. Will you tell us about your work? My work at um, the public schools was in choir. And I taught, I, my first year teaching was at Waldron High School in Shelby County. And then I took a few years off to be a mom. And then God called me to Jennings County Middle School. And um, then I was called to be in youth ministry at First Christian Church in North Vernon. And then um, God pushed me really hard to go to Jennings County High School. And that's where I retired. Are you glad you're retired now? Yes. You're extremely. A you're a young one to be, be retired. Well, I don't know how young I am. I just had my 61st birthday. So, but um, yes, I, um, it was the choral director at the high school is very, very time consuming. Mm. And I'm a hundred percent all in type of girl. And so it was a lot, a lot of extra hours and it was taking a toll on my health. Mm and um, physically and emotionally, the way our schools are turning nowadays. So it was time. It was time for me to get out. I'd like to get into your testimony, Sandy. When did you come to know Jesus and have a personal relationship with him? Will you give us your testimony? Gladly. I am blessed to have Christian parents who raised me in the church, and I don't remember not ever being in the church. I don't, I was never not in the church. Um, And the pivotal part of my Christian walk in my young days was our youth group at First United Methodist Church in North Vernon, Indiana. And um, we turned our youth group into what was called the God Squad. Mm. And it was non-denominational. And it just grew and grew and grew. And we would travel and sing at different churches in the summer. We would take a week-long break and go throughout the country and put on a little show. So that was right up my alley. And, um, yeah, we had anywhere from 30 to 40 kids that would go and perform. And that's just where I really knew my calling was in music. I've always wanted to be a teacher, but... And um, that gave me the strength and the confidence to do Mm. that. Mm. And where I really learned to serve the Lord. Mm. What's your relationship with Jesus like today? Can you describe it? Yes. Um, One of my great blessings of being retired is spending more time. And I knew that I would, this, this was what I wanted when I retired was to spend more time with 
my Savior, Jesus. And every morning I spend time and I pray throughout the day. And um, he's just there for me. He's my very best friend. He's there for me all the time. And um, I just love getting to spend more time with him and getting to know him and his word more. Mm. What's your passion? Do you have a passion? You know, when we come to know Christ, many, many times he will put something in our heart that makes us have a desire to want to do or to work in certain areas. Has he done that in your life? Yes. My passion is music. And um, I've grown a lot through it. I've taught a lot through it. And that was my avenue of ministry in the public school to all those teenagers, and I'm passionate about teenagers as well. Children, too, but my teaching calling was the older um, teens. And um, he just used the music to let me minister to teenagers. Mm. Where are two areas in your life that God's working on you to make you more like Jesus? Mm. That's a tough question. Um, Probably just being more of a servant to, I want to be more of a servant now um, to my church and to um, particularly my husband. He is such a busy man, and all my years at Jennings County High School, um, I wasn't able to be the wife that I wanted to be, so I, um, I'm now spending more time um, being a servant for him and taking care of his needs as well as my children and my grandchildren. So he's working on me in that area, and he's also working on me in that in my prayers that I am talking to him and not just thinking about mm. and passing on a, hey, please take care of this, Lord. He is wanting me to focus. I have a hard time focusing, <laughs> and but he's helping me to learn to focus mm. on our conversation, our relationship. Both of those things are so important, taking care of our spouse and then being able to focus on what Christ wants you to do. Like the chat theme song says, Stepping Out, talks about Peter and getting out of the boat and and faith, the faith it took for him to get out of the boat. Can you tell us one of those times in your life where God asked you to step out of the boat of faith? Yes. Um, can I tell you about two times? You sure can. Um, and they were these are two major um, turning points in my life. The first of which I was teaching at Jennings County Middle School. I was getting sick a lot, losing my voice a lot, laryngitis. And like I said, I'm an all-in type person. When I had laryngitis, I didn't really feel bad. And so I just kept working through it. And I made myself sing and I made myself talk to my students. And um, after you do this so many times, you are working, you're doing bad things to your vocal cords, Mm. in other words. And so um, the summer before 2003, I had a very, I couldn't not, I could not get rid of the laryngitis. So I sought um, doctors and I ended up in Nashville, Tennessee at the Vanderbilt Voice Clinic. Mm. And um, the week that school started, The doctor told me I could not. If I wanted to sing again, I should not teach. And I needed to take a vocal rest. And um, I remember the doctor saying to me, do you want to continue singing? And I said, and I quote, 
my voice is everything to me. And that, me saying that out loud, just turned my life around. Mm. And I will never forget that moment, because at that moment, my world was rocked. Mm. Um, so I didn't go back to teaching. I ended up having to, I was on total vocal rest. I wouldn't, couldn't talk. I couldn't whisper. And being a mother of three at that time, um, that was hard. And so I stayed home and spent many hours mad at God, praising God. You just can't imagine the everything I felt. And so um, then God called me into youth ministry at First Christian Church. I remember being in the backyard one day, and we needed a youth minister at our church. And um, God said, hmm, maybe you could do that. And then the passion rose mm. in me that I could use my love for teenagers and my love for Jesus um, and hopefully eventually, eventually my love for music. And therefore, for four years, I did that. Then I was sitting at a revival four years later at my church, and God um, was sharing with me through the minister the story of Jonah. And what had happened at Jennings County High School is our beloved Stephen Jones, who was the choral director at Jennings County High School for years and a dear, dear friend of mine, and he had told me upon he knew he was going to die, and he had told me, you were the next high school director. And I said, no, I'm not, Steve. I love you, and um, I'll pray for the next person, but I am not that person. I don't want that job. Well, as sitting in the pew at First Christian Church, hearing the story of um, Jonah not wanting to go to Nineveh, I broke down and that night told my husband, I need to accept that job. And he said, well, you need to call Todd Hearn because I'm not going to hire you because <laughs> he was the principal at the mm. time. Mm. And so long story short, that's where I was for the next 14 years. Kicking and screaming, I went to that. And during that same time, the other thing that God um, called me to do, very difficult, my husband and I was, we had uh, a young man, Shane Howard, in our youth group at that time. And he and his sister and his um, sister's son, Landon, uh, lost their parents that summer also. And God called us to take those ch children in. So we became guardians of Shane and Kamonica and Landon Howard. And that, starting a new job in a, in a job that was bigger than life to me, at Jennings County High School, and then taking on three children as their mother, so mm -hmm. to speak, um, that was, I totally had to lean on God and trust mm -hmm. that he was taking care of us and, and it all worked crazy as it was for a long time. You're right. Two huge yes. things that mm -hmm. you had to get out of the boat and just trust God with. Yes. Yes. It, it was tough. Um, but God, mm -hmm. uh, God was so good through it all life-changing events oh yes oh yes for my entire family our our biological children had to go through a lot as well mm, yeah yeah they always do yes <laughs> they have a lot to go with the rest of the family yes. well sandy i'd like to get into your prayer life do you have a place that you go to each day uh, where you spend time just in the word and in prayer and and however god leads you in that time yes it's always been um, my dining room table and when the children were younger, um, 
that's where I did it. And they, they knew in the morning that's where I was going to be when they got up for breakfast. And um, I still do that all by myself. Now, where we live now, our dining room table, I can watch the sunrise. So I'm facing the east. And um, that's just my spot. Well, Sandy, this has been great so far. I look forward to the next few minutes as well. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm back with the chat, and I'm chatting with Sandy Wildy. And we were just starting to talk about her prayer life. Sandy, will you tell us about a day in the life of Sandy Wildy and her prayer life from morning to evening? Just brief us through it. All right. Well, in the morning, my devotions, well, first I look up the day. And then after I have my coffee and sit down, I have the YouVersion Bible app. And that is something I do every morning and I go through that, and I um, make notes, and I pray the prayers, and then I'm working hard on doing a more in-depth. I Once I read the verses, I um, go to my Bible, and I look them up and try to read them in context. After that, I have a prayer list in the Bible app as well, and so I go through my prayer list and, of course, pray for my children, etc., and now that I'm retired, it's just wonderful being able to not rush through that. Mm. And um, I've, for a very long time, I got up an hour earlier. But yes, I had more time, but my brain was focused um, differently than it is now. Because I always was thinking about, okay, I've got to do this at school and this and this. So now I can relax more and spend more time with that. Throughout the day, I just talk to the Lord a lot. And um, I have several things that pop up Bible verses on my phone. And so that gives me opportunity during the day to read scripture and pray. And at night, um, right now I'm reading the Gospels and I try to go through the Gospels every Lenten season up to Easter. So that's what I'm working. I'm almost done with Matthew right now. I usually close out the day with the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard other women say that as well the Mm -hmm. lord's prayer yes yes are there any prayers that you pray specifically for yourself um i've for a very long time and i i think i got this habit when i was the youth director at first christian church and um and actually i think i got it from the newsboy song shine um that my prayer is shine through me that others may see you in me that prayer on almost a daily basis if God could answer two prayers for you, what would they be? Well, that's a tough one to narrow it down. But my first would be that my family is all where they need to be with Jesus. Mm. I'm blessed to know that all of them believe in Jesus, but I want them to um, be in a personal relationship, my, my whole family. And um, I, I guess the second one would be just that, that God would use me on a daily basis and that mm. I will hear that and and um, seek that, whatever he wants to use me on, on, a, day, in, on a daily basis. Hmm. Has God ever disappointed you? Yes. Can you tell us about yes. that? And that goes back to um, 2003 when um, I was told that I shouldn't be teaching anymore because that was my identity. 
And um, and then I learned shortly after that was, is that really, and God spoke to me and said, is that really your identity, your voice? Is that, is that who you are? And so um, it was kind of like a smack upside the face a lot during that time. Um, and when I remember the last time we went, Kendall took me down there um, to the doctor, and the doctor said, and I was on medical leave at this point, but then the doctor said, you can't go back to teaching if you want your voice back the way it was. It was a very quiet drive home in many ways because I was literally not allowed to talk. Mm. Yes, I was, I was just very, very disappointed in the lack of answers I felt God was giving me. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, have you ever in your quiet time and being disappointed, do you ever bring those up to the Lord again? Yes. I do, but now I bring them up in praise for how he used me. And, and in those four years at First Christian Church, um, because one of the things that I was worried about was my income. And here we were um, with two extra, three extra children in our house, and there my income was gone. Um, well, we didn't, have the, we didn't have the three extra children. I, I apologize for that. But... Um, Anyway, we had three children, and we were going to lose my income. God said, okay, well, here, would you like this job? And that will give you some money, and will you trust me now? Mm-hmm. And, um, but then I see how God used me those four years with those teenagers, and we went on mission trips, and, um, and then how he used all of that. I mean, that's what I reflect on was, I'm sorry, God, that I was mad and that he didn't trust you, and I didn't take care. Prior to that, I didn't take care of my voice the way I should. Let's look at the fruits of the Spirit. Now, if you were judging yourself, which one would you consider you, you, you to have ranked the highest in? I think I would rank the highest in faithfulness, and particularly my family. Mm-hmm. I have such a desire to be there for my family, all the time and almost to mm-hmm. <laughs> to sometimes it's a bad thing but yeah my faithfulness to my husband and my family okay and i hope to my god i hope mm. first and foremost mm-hmm. so faithfulness would be your highest what would be your lowest i would say embarrassed enough that i'd say this would be peace mm-hmm. um i want peace and i seek for peace but i'm thinking all the time about this and this, and I need to do this, and I need to help, and I need to pray. I, I sacrifice my peace because I am so thinking about so many things, mm-hmm. and it sucks the peace out of me, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So God's really working on you mm-hmm. in that yes. Yes. area. I think that's one that he works <laughs> in a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, because he wants us to be at peace, whatever yes. we're going yes. through. Yes. Yes, and that he is taking care of my children all the time. I don't have to be praying for them for him to be taking care. He's already there. I heard on the way here on the radio that a reminder, God loves my children more than me, mm-hmm. period, end of story. Mm-hmm. So true, so true. Well, let's look at a life first. Do you happen to have one? You know what a life first a life is? First. Yeah, yes. a life first. Um, and my life first came to me as I was directing 
remember what year it was, The Sound of Music. Mm. And um, in that musical, and how blessed I was to be able to do this at Jennings County High School, in that musical, um, the mother says uh, Psalm 121, 1 and 2, and she quotes from the Bible, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven. Yeah. And I, I just, I love being outside. Um, that's my happy place is just being outside. And um, that just speaks to me, that verse. I, I lift my eyes mm-hmm. to the mountain that he created. Mm-hmm. And the, the one that created all of this beauty, whether it's the ocean or the mountains, he loves me and he's there for me all the time. He sure does. He sure does. Can you tell us two of your favorite biblical accounts um well of course um that would be jonah (laughs) (laughs) because um you've turned my life around yes you've spent some time with jonah yes i have (laughs) and then um my other one would be peter when he um stepped out to jesus and he was walking on the water but then he got distracted by the storms around him and that's Mm -hmm. what i do Mm-hmm. On a regular basis, probably on a regular daily basis, um, I get distracted and I look around and do the little freak out thing. And God says, mm. "Remember, I am here. Just look to me and keep walking." Mm-hmm. So those are my two. It's so easy for us as human beings to get distracted, to get our focus mm-hmm. off of Christ. And so, yeah, yes. that's. That's very common for us human beings to have to concentrate more on focusing yes. on him. Do you have favorite women in scripture? I do. Um, I would say Ruth, because she was so faithful, and her story is amazing. And then my other one is from the Mary and Martha story, where they are mm. hosting Jesus. And I am Martha, but I want to be Mary. Mm. I would be the one up cleaning and preparing and complaining at the same time that, hey, you, Mary, are not helping me. Um, That's me. And I don't, I want to be the Mary that sits at the feet of Jesus all that I can. And it's okay to let things go that I need to get done. It's okay to let them go. I need Mm -hmm. to spend time with Jesus. Mm -hmm. What do you learn most from Jonah? (laughs) To listen to God and, um, or you're going to suffer the consequences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, to go where he wants me to go and where he leads me, I will follow. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been really good again, uh, Sandy. Uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with the chat. We're back with the chat, and I'm chatting with Sandy Wildy. Sandy, I've learned so much about you already in the in the past few minutes. I'd like to get into mentoring and find out how and if that has been part of your life. Have you had a mentor? Yes, but my main mentor is my husband, mm. and um, he is so knowledgeable of the scripture Hmm. and I oftentimes don't understand things and he almost always can answer my questions thoroughly Hmm. 
and help me through something that I don't understand. Um, he is also a person that does not hesitate to tell me um, what he thinks about what I should or shouldn't do or say. And although sometimes that steps on my toes and my heart, he says what I need to hear. And we are high school sweethearts. In fact, I've known, I don't ever remember not knowing Kendall. And um, that helps because we know in our families and we know everything about each other. So he would be my number one mentor. Um, my other mentors go back to my teenage years from our God Squad, our youth group there mm. um, in North Vernon. And um, David, Linda, Steffi, Tom Judd, and who have all passed on or enjoying heaven right now. And Don and Susie Pelkey, the Horsemen's Canars, the Gertons. There were just so many um, adults that I, I think about and think about how they taught me to serve. And uh, Linda and Steffi in particular, she taught me how to just love Jesus. And um, so all of those memories are packed in my brain and my heart, and I appreciate them so much. Have you ever mentored anyone? I feel like I've mentored a lot being a teacher. And um, with teenagers, I just have, I felt like I had this knack, and I still do, of just hanging out and loving on teenagers. I have a lot of former students that I still keep in contact with, and, of course, I encourage them now I can openly talk about Jesus to them, and they're used to it. Whether they like it or not, they they know that that's what I'm about. And um, on a regular basis, I send messages out, hey, I'm praying for you. I hope you're doing well mm -hmm. to former students. And, um, of course, I don't have all of their contacts. A lot I, I try to do that on a regular basis, touch base with them. And if you need anything, and, and mm -hmm. sometimes we go to lunch or, or breakfast. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, ha I feel like I, I mentor Quite a few. Have you ever failed at mentoring anyone? Do you feel like you let someone down that maybe you should have been there to help them? Yes. Um, there are a few teenagers in my life that I just didn't know how to handle. I knew how to love them, but the things that they were going through and the things that they were saying, um, I would get angry. And I knew that's not how God wanted me to treat them. So um, I had to kind of distance myself from that situation because I didn't know how to feel about it and I didn't know how to respond to it. I just didn't get it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, my excuse was, I guess, that was just that. I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to help you because it makes me angry that you're in this place. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. And so, yeah, there are a few students that I feel like I failed because of that. Is it too late now? To go back and help well, them? Well, for those, um, there's one in particular, probably two in particular that come to mind that I still keep in contact with. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very grateful that God has, has kept them in my life so that I can keep trying. I just kind of keep them at arm's length. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Are you open to mentoring others? Oh, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I pray um, like I said, my daily prayer shine through me that others may see you in me. I don't want to miss if there's someone I should reach out to. Um, I don't want to miss. God put somebody in my heart yesterday, and I text them right away. And I want, I want that 
that I don't want to miss it when God puts someone on my heart to contact that day. I don't want to miss it because I'm too busy mm-hmm. babysitting or cleaning mm-hmm. or whatever. Is there anything in your life that you think you could be used by God in someone else's life? What about uh, how you are active or wherever you are? Is there anyone that you think God still may have in mind for you to mentor them somewhere along the way? In other words, are you open to mentoring? Yes. I want God to use me no matter where, whether it's at church. I'm I'm involved in the worship team at church, and I'm also the associate pastor's wife. Um, But I'm also, I've been praying a lot lately that God, if there are other areas in the church um, that God needs to use me, that I will see that and I will pursue that instead of um, my comfort zone, of course, is on the worship team because Mm. music, that's just my passion. But if there are other areas that I need to reach out and be used Mm -hmm. in the church, I want to know that and I want to see it. I think you see, as I do, the importance of being open and available Yes, for whoever God has. And I don't want to ignore that because it's uncomfortable or anything like that. I want to I want to do it. Mm -hmm. I have found that some women say, no, (laughs) I don't want God to use me. I just want to stay in my own little world. With yes. my own few mm-hmm. friends or many friends, yes. and I'm just content like yes. it is. So that's the reason I ask mm-hmm. you, are you open in case God, should we as Christian women be open to God and how yes. he lives? Oh, yes. And when I was teaching, my job was so time consuming that, I mean, that was just it. I felt like God gave me that, and I had just enough time in the day Um to do that. But now that I'm not teaching, I need to be more open Mm -hmm. if someone asks me. And I don't want to be the yes woman to say yes to everything, Mm -hmm. but I want to be able to hear when God says, hey, you need to be doing this now. I realize you didn't have time before, but now you do. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say no when God asks. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It sure does. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us need to have that in mind that whenever, wherever, whatever, why ever. Yes. We want to be that. That's where I want to be. Okay, Sandy, now I want to get into struggles in your life. Have there been any struggles or times of discouragement that you've had to deal with in these many years in your walk of faith? Can you tell us about? I feel like I've shared the biggest ones. Um, with my voice and then the struggle with figuring out how to raise some children that were not mine, but that I loved so much and the struggle in the public school system, how I was limited. I mean, that was my ministry, but I also had to be careful of what I said, although I don't think I was very careful and God kept me safe. Mm -hmm. Um, If that makes sense, they knew my students knew and where I stood and um, so that was a struggle going through the public school and um, hearing and seeing things that I didn't want to hear and see, but I knew I was where God put me. Those are the biggest struggles that I look back on 
raising children is a struggle and being there for them as they manage through life away from home and that's a struggle watching your kids go through life Mm -hmm. and knowing when to speak and when to just listen Mm -hmm. in your times of struggle the ones that you have told us about has there been any particular scriptures that have spoken to you have encouraged you or in some way god put on your heart that would help you in some way yes i remember memorizing philippians 4 6 and 7 as a young child and that is that's what got me through many times don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell god your needs don't forget to thank him for your his answers and then Verse 7, if you do this, you will receive God's peace, Mm. which is far more wonderful than anything we could ask or pray. That got me through a lot. I'm not saying that I didn't worry, Mm -hmm. but that verse Mm -hmm. convicted, I mean, still convicts me probably on a daily basis. But how encouraging that is. Mm -hmm. And though it's convicting and it gets you to focus back on what's the important things in life and if i do that i will get the peace that i'm so bad at having if i will just do what the verse says yes pray about everything Mm -hmm. don't you don't you find in our walk with christ that so many times he will bring a scripture to mind yeah just ones that we maybe haven't thought about in years yes but now it's important Mm -hmm. for us to hear those words again yes it is how good god is it is he is amazing and just there all the time. That is just unfathomable mm-hmm. that he's there all the time and has our best interests. Yes, he does. Has there been a song that comes to mind that God has used and still uses today to encourage you? Quite often, God encourages us with music and with music being yes. right down your alley. <laughs> when people ask me what my favorite song is, I can't answer it uh-huh. because it, it depends on where I am at life at that time. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I'm also blessed that I can play the piano, and I got that from my mom. My mom is a beautiful piano player, and um, right now uh, my voice is still not in good shape. And um, which is my fault, but I love sitting down at the piano mm. and playing. We have a couple um, books that have beautiful arrangements of some old hymns and new hymns um, that I just love. And um, and you never know what song is going to speak to me that day. And and I love that. But one of the songs that got me through my voice struggle was the heart of worship. The lyrics are, when the music fades and all is stripped away, I simply come. And that knocked me to my knees. It was a new song way back in 2003, and I heard it a lot on on the radio and at church. We were also singing at church. I wasn't involved in the music um, at that point at church. and um, But that song spoke to me and still does, still brings me to tears. Because once again, God said, 
your life isn't about your voice. Mm-hmm. It's about me. And your voice is a tool. Mm-hmm. Your music is a tool. It is not food. Mm-hmm. 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 Song just says it. Let's listen to the song that Sandy has chosen The Heart of Worship. Fades and all is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's a word that will bless your. I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to
visiting here with and chatting with Sandy Wildy, and we've got to take another break, Sandy, so we'll be right back with the chat. Well, Sandy, it's been good to have you talk about scripture and prayer life and mentoring and so many things. I'd like now to give you an, give you an opportunity to say anything uh, to our listening audience about what God has laid on your heart to share. Would you do that? I would gladly do that. I want people to know that the God of the universe, his son, went through so much in his 33 years on earth. And when we feel overwhelmed and going through the struggles in our life, we need to step back and we need to think about Jesus. And although he was God in human flesh, he was also he was a human and he went through far more than we can ever imagine. So much more pain, so much more ridicule, so much more hardships than any of us. And I know in our moments of struggles, we feel that. And I know it's real to feel those discouragements and the anger or where is God in this. But know that Jesus himself went through this and so much more. And he conquered it because God is over all. And I I love this analogy that my husband um, gave a long, long time ago. He took a... um, a tape measure, very long tape measure, and put it up the aisle of the church and said, this tape measure represents your life, but it also extends this way and that the other one extends eternally that way. And he said, I want you to take a, a moment and think about just this little portion, and I don't know if he had how many inches he had, but he said, just let's say these six inches represent your life on earth right now. And maybe the struggle that you're going through right now just represents an inch of this tape measure. Step back and look at that tape measure of your life that goes on for eternity and put it in perspective what you're going through right now. It is awful. It is terrible but it's only a tiny portion of your life and of all the things that you're to experience in your life. It's only a tiny portion. And someday you will not even think about that anymore because you will be in heaven and um, there you will be forever and ever and ever. So it comes down to focus and look at the big picture and pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, continually pray. So true. So yes. important what you have just said. And a very good analogy. Thank you. Will you pray with us? Oh, gladly. Dear gracious and most wonderful Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for who you are and being present in planning this moment of our lives here together. Thank you. 
I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for all of those that you use to make this opportunity available to those listening. I thank you for every person listening. And I thank you for the message that's going to be different for everyone listening. But I thank you that you have used this and that you are using the message for that person right now. And I thank you for them. I thank you that they are listening. I pray that you have them receive your message, that their life will be better because of it, and that you will shine through them just as you have shined through me and Nida's life. And I thank you that um, you are using this to expand your kingdom through someone else for all of those who are listening. We love you and we praise you, and it is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you, Sandy, for coming to chat with me today. Thank you. I have loved it. It's been a wonderful time with you. We've learned today about Jesus. Yes. That's who we've spent the last Mm -hmm. minutes praising and glorifying, and it's so good to see how active he is in your life. Thank you, listeners, for taking time out of your morning to spend with us to so that we could share Jesus with you and encourage you. We've appreciated your tuning in today and look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat.